Hi, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Dublin Tech Talks. Uh, Gavin Fox here. Um, on this episode, we're going to be speaking to Jane Gormley, the Careers Director at Code Institute. Uh, Code Institute is a um, Irish business that does a 16-week course within development. It's done remotely. Um, it really encourages people to get into development and, and um, technology. So on this episode, we're going to be talking through type of people that might be interested in the course, the partners that they do, careers in Ireland at the moment, how courses like the Code Institute is um, moving that along and, and, and you know where we go from there. Uh, really enjoyable episode. I hope you enjoy. I uh, would just like to thank our partners, WorkHuman and Marissa Meyer for um, allowing our podcast to take place. Thank you. <laughs> James Gormley, Director of Careers at the Code Institute. Welcome to Dublin Tech Talks. Thank you very much. It's Great very, to be here. Very nice to be in our, our lovely uh, studio it for sure our podcast. Is. Yeah. Uh, no, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, do you want to give a bit of a background about who you are, how you got into the Code Institute, and, and then we'll, we'll go from there about the Code Institute and what it does? Yeah, so my role in the Code Institute, um, where I've worked for almost five years, it's nearly a little work anniversary soon, um, is that I'm the Careers Director. So we are an edtech platform and we teach people how to become software developers in a really accelerated way. So my role sits um, between the students who are emerging from the, the diploma and going out to get their first roles in tech. Um, and then, of course, on the other side of that, I would work really closely with tech employers um, who are hiring junior tech talent. And I do that all over Europe. So there's um, a lot of different locations that we move in. Um, so, so yeah, so that's where I sit in between the, those two parties. And And... The Code Institute specialises in coders as in developers and there's other suites of products within that, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. So um, so we deliver a diploma in full stack software development. That's our core product. Um, and we deliver that in multiple ways. Um, and we also deliver boot camps in the UK um, and we have an L3 uh, program as well, which is a sort of a, a lower length, a lower level um, entry into the world of tech, um, and then that might lead you on to the the level five diploma. Okay, perfect. Yep. So, bit I want to get into is the people that are doing the course. So, yep. I, I think it's a really clever way of transitioning, maybe from one career into another. Or if you've been maybe sitting at home wondering what to do and you don't want to go to college, education mightn't be your friend or whatever. So what are you seeing as the the cohorts that are coming in to do it? And do you speak to them around why they're doing it and their needs? And is is there a bit of insight around that if if we can go into that? Yeah. So um, I think what we're doing is quite um, unusual. And, you know, this accelerated learning paths is really linked to making tech accessible. Um, yeah. So our really our baseline is that you're over 18. Um, that's the the only sort of yes, no that we have. Um, and for, you know, partly just to mention why some of the reason for that is because everything is delivered online. Mm. We have a really extensive online community. So, um, you know, there, there are there are aspects to that yeah. that we just want to bear in mind. Um, but after that, it obviously gets a little bit more, um, a little bit more thorough. So the first step is that we conduct a five day coding challenge. Um, and this is a free course. Anyone can do this. So anyone can log on to the site, download the free 
the five day coding challenge and just get a taste of what it's like to learn how to code. Um, and this tells you a lot about yourself, whether or not this is going to be for you, because <laughs> it might not be. I, I've tried it and failed. Have you? Okay. <laughs> I stopped after about three days. I was like, no, I tried so computer applications when I was 18. I'm not trying this now at 40. It's funny, isn't it? Like it's, you know, some people just respond to it really well and yeah. are mesmerized, you know, and they've never coded before. Um, some people obviously are maybe find it a bit hard or get there and are hooked. Um, but it's a really good indicator. Hmm. So it's not a really... Sorry, it's not a really complex course. <laughs> um, but this, you know, this is a really good taste of what you'll do. Um, it also introduces you to the like online learning aspect, yeah. which, as you mentioned, is really different from a traditional educational route. So that will also give you some indicators as to whether or not this will work. Um, and then there are conversations to take place. So, um, you know, most people use this as, like what you said, a career changer, a uh, kind of a, a career pivot maybe. Yeah. Some people might work in tech or adjacent to an engineering team and want to learn more about it formally. Um, so there are multiple reasons why people do it, but it's really heavily linked to employment yeah. um, uh, or entrepreneurialism. You know, we would have people coming in who want to understand more about their own business or set up a website or whatever. But, um, you know, the the vast majority of the thousands of students that we enroll every year are doing this for yeah. their career. The, the, um, the student part is quite interesting because it's really intensive for 16 weeks. It, it It's, you know, I talk to people that have done the course and are looking for jobs or, or you know, you speak to them and, and, and it is pretty intense. Mm -hmm. You know, what is the kind of the background to the, how, how it's done is it, and how it's delivered and the supports that are there? Yeah. So the first thing is that um, it is actually quite flexible. So we would like a lot of the students I would will be doing this over the course of a year. Yeah. Um, they could be working full time and trying to fit this in around it. So it's definitely something that um, is a a significant commitment um how it works is that once you're onboarded and you know all those decisions are made and you're kind of getting set up mm. um you organize a timetable with student care now this is our, our program is university credit rated so yeah. there are parameters within which in terms of times etc that the work must be done um and it's essentially a 600 hour program um but it's it, it, it's 600 hours of programming yeah. you know you're building projects um it's you've you have deadlines like you would have within a sort of a professional environment. Um, there's a certain amount of potential wiggle room with them, but yeah. really you got to stick to the commitment that you've made. Um, you work with tutors and mentors. Uh, mentors are assigned. Tutors are on demand. Um, there's it, it, it's it's something that you must have to fit into your life, whether yeah. you are considering a job that you have or personal commitments that you have or, you know, any all those yeah. things that we all kind of do, you're going to have to fit in about another 15, 20 hours a week around it. Um, so how it works. Which is really easy. Yeah, really easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you got to work this one out. Um, but it's, it's uh, no, we're joking, but look, it's doable. Mm. Um, and I see it being done all the time by people who would never have seen themselves working as software developers or maybe never thought that yeah. they, you know, that it was accessible to them. And I think that that's the, the beauty of this. Um, so the actual, the delivery of the learning is, um, you know, it's video led, but it's monitored by analytics. Yeah. So, you know, we can kind of trace where and track how you're doing. Um, and then obviously there's a lot of human led supports around the tutors and the mentors. And then where I come in is the career supports, which is the career supports there from day one. Yeah. Um, but I suppose a lot of people really associate them perhaps with, you know, the, the more tail end of the program and afterwards. But you retain access to the career supports once you're finished the diploma. I've actually placed two people from the course. In, in, in companies. Oh, and, brilliant. And, and both didn't go the programming way. They went into program roles or project roles. Ah, interesting. They, they yeah. realised 
Yeah. After they did the course, they went, oh, hold on. Actually, I don't want a program, but I really like technology. I'd love to get into the, the yeah. softer side of things. Yeah. And, and again, this was second career type people who Excellent. very comfortably would sit in a BA role or a project management type role. And, and they bring that technical ability in with them, which is as an employer, really which yeah. is excellent because that's what, you know, you're getting a, a person with a bit of, you know, cleverness behind the, the ears and a bit of, and a bit of kind of experience of, of life, which is really hard to employ for. And, and they're able to bring that nous with them into a, into a really clever role. And this is, it's exactly that. Maybe we're going to come back to this again, but it's, um, it's something that we would see so much of, you know, because tech is still so new compared to other industries yeah. and still changing so much. Um, and I hope tech as an industry doesn't mind me saying, but there is a level of like austereness to it from the outside, a veneer of perfection and genius and, you know, this feeling that maybe if you haven't worked there, that there's just too much to catch up on, that you can't step in. Yeah. And it's not the case. And the more the tech evolves, of course, it becomes advanced. And of course, there are different roles. But there's loads of different teams within tech as well. And there's loads of different ways that tech is used in day to day business operations. So, um, you know, just like you were saying, like we would have people who would go in and, you know, work as a DevOps engineer mm -hmm. or like work as a tech project manager, having been a very different type of project manager before. But, you know, so there's there's all these things that they're going to find out along the way. Um, so, yeah, it's it's it can be really diverse what you might end up using those skills to do. I, I actually think that's one of the things that we don't sell in technology enough is you don't need to be a programmer. Like programming is, yeah. is 5% of a tech team. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody goes, Everyone. oh, I can't code. And it's like, yeah. no, no, yeah, it's a, the, the people over there code. Like we do everything else over here. And like we speak to designers, project managers, founders that, you know, it's so little about programming and with low code, no code coming more and more and more. It's like, yes, the really top percent will be doing that. But the understanding the business needs and, and we, we were talking about this before but that is the the the, the best people the people who understand why you're building it you know it's a revenue you business you know like understand yeah. that part and, and build product for that yeah exactly um and even just the tools you use within yeah. a tech environment being used to them um but yeah, it's it it you're kind of in the danger zone in a business if your tech team are isolated and nobody else understands what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on to the employers because that's Yep. Are, are the, the fun part. Yeah. How, how has that been received? Mm -hmm. Is there a snobbery uh, aspect of you haven't gone and done a degree, that type of thing, or they've only done a 16-week course, or what's the kind of general feeling when you when you talk to employers? And is there a difference between large employers and kind of that middle-level lower employer, which is yeah. probably more prevalent in Ireland? Yeah. So the, I've been finding out so much about kind of traditional education and um, accelerated education. So, um, so like, I suppose the good news is that, um, and no, I, I don't tend to find a snobbery, but I know that it does exist. Yeah. Um, and but look at most job specs, they'll say BSc required. There's Yeah. <laughs> like, but there's also a lazy, like a laziness. Like yeah. I've worked in recruitment for years. We've all seen how sometimes this, these can be rushed decisions or they can be really old generic yeah. specs. Um, and then also, you know, to be fair, I think like the first university was set up in like 1050 or something um, and then <laughs> the first boot camp was set up in you know the 90s yeah. so you know expecting a whole industry to get up to speed when for all that time there's only been one type of way that you can qualify that someone's educated in software development so you know in a way fair enough it's going to take time um, for everyone to be universally on the same page um, but when it comes to actually hiring 
I I don't see degrees having an impact anymore. Mm. Where I do see it causing problems is in advertising and it, you know, people yeah. being too nervous to apply for something because as far as they can tell in the spec, they're, they've, they've ruled themselves out. Um, but there's but, a big, there's a big yeah. thing there around f- um, female people or female applications. If they're not 90% of the job spec, women won't apply for a job. Sure, they make their decision in advance. So um, like if yeah. you have, must have a degree and eight years experience and they have not a degree. Yeah, and no years experience. And, no, yeah. and seven years experience, they'll yeah. go, oh, I won't get the job. <laughs> yeah. Well, males would be like, oh yeah, I'll, give it I'll a go try and see it. What happens. Well, this is, yeah, and I'd be more, when it comes to recruitment, particularly having worked in it, like yeah. I'd be more of the, the second half. Um, and certainly when it comes to hiring, I would be always looking for maybe behaviours um, mm. and indicators of someone's behaviour. So look, a CV is a really outdated document. It, it Things should have changed much yeah. quicker than they have. They haven't. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're really hard documents to write. And, and that's one of the things we spend a lot of time helping people with because, you know, the, being able to do a job and being able to navigate a, a recruitment yeah. cycle are two completely different things. Um, so we help in a couple of ways from the careers perspective. Um, but when it comes to employers, like we... You know, we work with over 2,000 employers across Europe and there's a couple of screening mechanisms there when we're, um, you know, talking to them and and trying to explore whether or not there's potential for this to be a match. Um, Obviously, one of the the main criteria is that they hire software developers and that they Mm. um, are on the same page as us in terms of how they qualify them and that they're fully aware that we have no pre-qualifying educational requirements to do the programme, but this is what they'll learn with us. And then after that, it's... um, competitively sourced roles, you know, but we're preparing our learners and introducing them to employers who want to meet them. And and it has to be an easy self to into employers. Like we I was the CIO's twenty thirteen survey, the, yeah. the ongoing talent crunch. Yeah. I'm sick of seeing that. Like, <laughs> I it's, know. It's, it's always going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> there isn't enough people coming into a certain industry yeah. for enough jobs. And say in Ireland we're at full employment, you know, exactly. there has to be an appetite for a other option of of hiring people, yes. and I say that really difficultly as a, as a tech recruiter. But it's great when you see this option. But is it like is there an open arms to it, or is it still? It's know, an, it's a it's it's still something that um we're, yes, there's an open arms to to hiring tech talent. Um, but it, it, that doesn't mean that its recruitment has become really easy. Yeah. It's still selective. It's still competitive. Um. And definitely the, you know, the, the people coming off the program still where the problem, really where the problem lies is, and I'm really sorry if I'm offending anyone who sells jobs board or advertising <laughs> space, but the most good, of the problems that I see lie with the way that recruitment processes work, oh, yeah. the way the jobs are advertised, the volume of applications, the ATSs, the, you know, the tracking systems. It's all the, broken. Broken, broken, broken. So, and it's really, it can be really disheartening. So I would like often talk to learners who go, I've come out, I've done this, I'm brilliant to that, I've done the hackathons. Um, and usually nine times out of 10, the problem is that they are doing what, you know, they expect they should be doing, which is going straight on to massive jobs boards, applying to hundreds of jobs. Um, You're allowed and then, to name them here, it's great. <laughs> bleep, bleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, having a really poor experience, losing confidence um, and wondering whether or not they should just go back to what they're doing before. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. The confidence part. Sorry, I'm yeah. going completely off topic here. I, it kills me when yeah. I see that because like we'll obviously put the job up and you'll get applications in. Yeah. Most of them are wrong or haven't even looked at the job spec or just clicking because they feel they have to. But that confidence bit of when you are qualified. Yeah. 
and you're just not getting conversations with companies. Yeah. I see it a lot, yeah. especially people who may have lost their job, gone back, done something, and they were like such a high. Brilliant CVs. And, everything. and then they just yeah. get lost in this ether of yeah. of a mess that you might get picked up on. Yeah. And, and it's so disheartening when you speak to them. I know. And and anyway, it's a really unfair system. Yeah. And, you know, it's it, it's something which, um, like, within the, the career service that we built in, we, we made a, a really, really, really focused priority on making sure that industry was visible in our yeah. career services. And we run two or three live events every week um, and what I am constantly trying to get people to do is to build a network so that when the time comes that they're ready to start recruiting which can be t- time consuming and you know the timing element is important when they're ready to do that that they have people that they can go hi Gavin listen yeah. I'm actively interviewing right now here's my link event comes up yeah. and um, that was one of the reasons yeah. I started Tech Talks so was the it? meetup part was okay. to create that kind of community of yeah. So people can actually speak to other people within technology. Yeah. Like we, we don't have a centered, we're not a Java only or whatever. So yeah. we have one like tonight uh, is a leadership one. And it's very much about people who are in leadership or want to get into leadership. And yeah. then they get to meet other people. And that was the whole premise behind it. Yeah. But it's, it's very funny when that kind of died with COVID in those three years, people kind of nearly forgot that's how you get a lot of the stuff. And I was reading yeah. stats about, you know, 60, 70% of, of things that you get, be it new, like new jobs, like sales wins, yeah. come from your network. Yeah, 5% come from something cold. So, well, yeah. you know, what should you be focusing on if you're looking for a new job or if yeah. you're trying to get something is, is create that 60% where you're able to knock on the window. If you want to work for Workday, who do I know in Workday or, or whatever? Yeah that's so much warmer and you get through the front door rather than trying to knock at the back door. Yeah. And it's funny because we would say that like I was, you know, we would be working with people who've come from completely different backgrounds. So like a barista, Mm. uh, you know, hospitality, whatever, you name it, they've come through. Um, And it's funny because if we're having a one-to-one conversation, I'd say to them, okay, if you wanted a job as a barista in the morning, what would you do? And they'd say, oh, I'd just walk into a coffee shop. And you go, okay, so why aren't you doing that? Why are you so nervous about doing that with this? Why can't you just send somebody, you you need your new network? And that's, you know, it's a huge part of what we provide. Obviously, there's the the training element to it, the, the educational element to it, but the community industry input is just so crucial for career changers Um, and I think that that's something that once the penny drops um, and you can see somebody kind of finding their Mm. feet you just know they're going to be fine Um, and I said this to somebody recently like they they were saying what's your favourite moment in the process it's like when you see someone just go okay I get it and I'm going to go along to this event and I'm going to be fine Um, and then you just know that one foot will follow the other yeah and it's it's about getting out there it, yeah. <laughs> it really is like, and, and I always, I always find it funny. Like there's, I, I call them the professional meetup goers, yeah. the pizza goers. Oh, go, yeah. <laughs> there's always about five or 10 of them in every meetup you see that they're there. And then yeah. there's always that cohort of five or 10, like not about 20% of people that come in and it's their first one. And, and they're kind of like, what, what am I doing here? Who do I know? Yeah. And then by the end of it, they're like, you see them again and again. Cause they, it is that, you know, the fear of the unknown. It's it's get off your phone when you walk into a room, talk yeah. to people. It's very difficult for all yeah. of us, not even just some of all of us to walk into a room, not knowing anybody and doing that. But once you do it once, you'll get that connection and, and yeah. you'll, you'll find people. And I always say to people who are looking for a job, get out there. 
yeah. and talk to people and go to conferences, go to do whatever, and yeah. you'll find something or somebody that you might know and you, you crack on and, and you go from there. You know, some, you doesn't even need boots on the ground sometimes. You can do so much of this online. Yeah. Like I rely heavily on LinkedIn if I wanted to find out something what about companies. What would we do without What LinkedIn? would we have done without it? Um, <laughs> we love you, LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> Don't like their prices, but we like them. <laughs> So, yeah, so that is what um, that is, you know, look, there are practical steps you must take. You know, you obviously need to be at a certain level in terms of your new skill set. So by the time you are presenting yourself in this way, you know, you can rest assured that you're ready. Um, But yes, that would be maybe one of the steps that people find hard to take. And and we'll we'll finish up in a minute, but the interpersonal skills. Yeah. So like the barista type conversations. Yep. It, that is so hard to find. Mm. Like it really is. Like, like I always talk about this. It's it's that yeah. like I love hiring people that have come from a, a service industry. Yeah. And if we can get that within a technology business, like happy days. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Yeah. Well, like someone who's comfortable in like, you know, obviously let's assume they have the, the tech now and yeah. this is their new string to the bow. Um, but the 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 variety of roles that are available to them if they can combine that. So there's you know there's there's really brilliant career paths. Yeah. They're tech adjoining, tech facing, definitely Jack and Jason. Jack and Jason. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> yeah, like, they all need a dictionary <laughs> to explain what they're called. But we um we also teach people like that, like the, the career paths. You know, mm. a classic software kind of or modern tech business. Like here's all the different teams. Here's their usual names because they do change and it oh, can be a bit yeah. hard to keep up. Um, but here's typically what they do and you know present percentage-wise, where your strengths are. So we would be able to talk to someone who liked that using our barista, who's really comfortable in conversation, mm. you know, well able to um, sort and fix and solution things when all of their customers are standing there staring at them. And that's a really hard skill. Yeah. And, you know, they're really highly trained and it's a really demanding sort of role. Um, so to be able to do that within a professional services gig um, and with a, a more technical kind of audience kind of makes them like a little unicorn candidate um, a rare candidate and sometimes they might come to us and they've deleted loads of the stuff off their CV yeah. because they think it's not relevant yeah. um, and that's where some of that confidence building and guidance is really important Last question before I go Yeah Diversity and inclusion yeah. and everything that allowing people to learn online in their own kind of space yeah. that has to bring bring a lot of yeah. people that wouldn't be available on on traditional educational markets in, into where into the code institute or availability to hire look 100% I just there are and there are so many reasons for that like one is practical um, you know being able to m- manipulate your free yeah. time in a way that this is available whenever you are um, that's obviously massively um, enabling for people mm-hmm. who otherwise would not be able to retrain um, and you know that brings us into the whole um, kind of not very well represented space of returners of, you know, parents who have been out of the workforce for a while and are retraining, maybe people who just had a blip, you know, yeah. you maybe you had a medical reason or you were had a commitment to a family member or all these personal reasons, human reasons that mean that people are away from the workforce and then sometimes can't quite crack it back in in a professional yeah. way. Um, then, you know, when we go into the range of neurodiversity um, um um, you know, individuals who learn really well in a, a space that they can control a little bit more um, and manage that. So, <clears throat> you know, we do have people who have started degrees and not finished degrees. Yeah. And, you know, they can be for reasons of it being ill-suited to the way it was taught or it could be really practical stuff. I remember speaking to one guy, he had 
broken his ankle during first year in college and couldn't keep up his part-time yeah. job. Funds ran out. Economics is, is, is a mad part of... Yeah. yeah. But literally for the want of a horsey nail. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. So, and I think that there should be more sympathy to that. And I think that this is fixing a big, big, big gap, which otherwise people would be left out. Um, so yeah, so I think even for that reason alone, <clears throat> this is a really, really important programme. Yeah, I, I, I love the couple of what you're doing. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's brilliant for getting people into the into the industry. So I, I'm, I'm always going to be a big fan. But um, website is codeinstitute.com? Dot net. .net. Think, yeah. <laughs> it is dot net, yes, that's right. Um, and they can find you on LinkedIn, obviously, if people yes. want to have a chat. Yes, and then um, I should have mentioned this to you before, but if this is aired um, before October the 12th. Yes, it will be. Yeah, we are inviting um, tech employers. We have a really large scale online event. It's called Elevate. Um, and if they email me, we can um, give them access to that or their recruitment team access to that. About a thousand software developers milling around. Mightn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joking, of course I will. <laughs> Protect myself. Uh, no, definitely. Uh, so when's that? October the 12th? October the 12th. Perfect. Yeah. We will get that up and we'll get the talk out before that. Thanks. Jane okay, Gormley, careers. careers Director at Code Institute. Thanks, Mill, for your time. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks Kevin. <laughs>